0: SEE- you.
1: Hey everyone. Hi. Hello. It is me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm here with someone I'm sure you are familiar with, Maria (laughs) Menunos. Roman behind the story, which is where I got the title for my book, Tropical Attire and Courage, and other <laughs> phrases that scare me, which we'll get into. Also, host of serious uh, XM show, which I had the pleasure of being on, mm-hmm. Conversations with Maria. Is it Maria Conversations with Maria Menounos, or just yeah. Conversations with Maria? We
0: say the last name too. Okay, it's in there,
1: Conversations with Maria Menounos. <laughs> also, uh the podcast. Yes, Conversations with Maria Menounos. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> Impressar I, I, I don't know what the right title is, but mogul behind the humongous podcast network AfterBuzz. AfterBuzz TV! <laughs> so... Lots to catch up on mm-hmm. since we last talked, which was, I mean, not since we last talked, but since mm-hmm. you were last on my show, which was a few years ago, you had a brain tumor, mm-hmm. had surgery, somehow mm-hmm. had surgery, but like they managed to keep your hair looking perfect. Thank God. I feel like you got <laughs> i feel like you got special treatment. <laughs> I got really lucky. You're like, I'm an important person, so please just shave a square inch. It was like a cat scratch. It's so crazy. You know that I feel like with most people, they take off a lot more hair. Well, because it depends on where your tumor is.
0: So for me, he had to enter from behind my ear. So I got really lucky. My mom had the huge like Frankenstein gash in the front of her head. um, But he got me from behind my ear. And it was just this little slit. And he was very careful with me because he knows, you know, my profession. So I know he was paying extra, extra attention in terms of it wasn't going to jeopardize the surgery to make me look better. But in terms of like being aware of how much you're shaving, you know, I think like sometimes you're just like, eh, you're right. just another patient, it doesn't matter. You know, I think he did take extra care.
1: He probably called in like a special hospital groomer like have-on retainer for celebrities.
0: <laughs> I don't think it went that far, but if you did, I would really appreciate it.
1: <laughs> okay, so we need to talk about all of that. You also mm-hmm. got married. Yes. On television. Uh-huh. Uh, we need to talk about that. Um, <laughs> you also have shifted full-time from doing on-air stuff to more podcast, podcast network, mm-hmm. serious show mm-hmm. stuff. Although I feel like it's probably just a matter of time before you're back on TV. I don't know. Okay, we need to I talk really about that. Yeah. Let's first talk about the fact... That you, before we started, you said you're coming in hot and you have a lot of energy. (laughs) What's going on? I know that you, I know because you told me you you lost your husband's car key and he got you back by not putting gas in your car.
0: Yeah. So the other day I couldn't find my car key, so I took his car. And I went and got my coffee in the morning and I sat and had my breakfast and prepared for my show and then went and did my show. Where his key went from there, I have no friggin' clue. So the next day he's trying to get in his car and he wanted to go wash it. And he was like, Where's my key? What did you do? You took my car. And I'm like, <laughs> Shit, I don't know, honey. And he was getting so angry at me. And, you know, it was, we were dealing with a stressful situation. So I know it was that stuff that really just kind of like bled over to our argument over a car key because he's usually not like that and i'm like you have disabilities too this is my disability like i I, certain things i just can't keep straight and it's because i'm a girl and i've got purses and i switch them (laughs) and shit just gets real and i can't help it and so he was really mad at me and so i said take my car just please fill it with gas because it's literally on empty like there was no more you couldn't go anymore right And I thought he did so that when I jumped in my car today and I'm literally going to get here like at 1 p.m. when I'm supposed to be here, uh, I realized that he never got me gas. And I'm like, shit. So I texted him I'm like, you totally screwed me. (laughs) (laughs) I have no gas and now I'm going to be late. So then I had to drive like Mario Andretti to get here.
1: And he it has works. not responded yet, but I would like to know what his response is. Yeah, well, he screwed over he his cousin
0: who or his niece who showed up at LAX and he forgot to pick her up. And now I'm sure he's going to blame me because I didn't give him his car key. This feels,
1: <laughs> this feels out of character. My voice got so high when I said that. I don't. I was like a because you're shocked a boy whose voice is changing this feels this feels very out of character for your husband from what I know of him yeah. because I think of him as a workaholic who's like got everything figured out and also tell me if I'm right this is my memory from the last time you were on I, He's someone who kind of pushes you to keep going, oh yeah, when you would rather take a break sometimes, yeah, but none of it
0: was his fault. I'm the one who lost his car key, so the only thing I blame him for is not being his normal accepting, and it's okay, honey self,, mm-hmm. yeah, I think he'd had it with me. <laughs> what's the biggest what was the biggest fight you've ever gotten into about um well, aside from family stuff, which is so boring, um I will admit that I had a toilet stuffing problem. (laughs) And so those are maybe our biggest blowouts. And we agreed that 2018 was going to be the year I stopped. It's now July and I have not stuffed a toilet.
1: What does that mean? Like putting too much (laughs) toilet paper in? I used to put everything in there. Q-tips, makeup wipes. Hair hair out of the drain, I would sometimes I mean, do that. I
0: mean, everything. I'd be like, why would I add to the trash barrel when I could just stick it add down the drain? The ocean. <laughs> Didn't know until I started watching Adam Ruins Everything and I noticed like, what a disaster I was to this universe. So I stopped. But, um,
1: yeah. Yeah, when I lived in Brooklyn, <laughs> I lived in the bottom apartment. It was like this family brownstone. And so it was different generations of a family mm-hmm. and then me who had no relation. Uh, and it's there was some humongous clog and it was unclear which toilet it had come from so <laughs> the matriarch of this of the family sent an email to all of us but i knew it was probably me saying that like the plumber came and there was all manner of unmentionables in there just a reminder please do not throw tampons q-tips yep. i i think they mentioned hair and that's what i'm like fuck that was you? Yeah, I didn't you so I
0: tampon have, applicators I threw and I never knew that was bad. Yeah. I had no
1: idea. I didn't know nobody taught me. Listen. I think you're not even supposed to throw tampons in not, there, which that well, is. Icky. no, that's disgusting. My dog's is going to go
0: for that. I'm yeah. not having it.
1: But I feel like I've heard that and you'll see signs in bathrooms sometime like only toilet paper. Yeah. But if Sorry. What about Jeff, the poop? It's just <laughs> <laughs> <I> always says <laughs> take that shit out too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, literally. you're supposed to wrap that in the tampon <laughs> wrapper. Um Yeah, I never used to throw hair in the toilet. So I have long hair and it's always in the drain after I take a shower. Yeah, Yeah. so I never used to throw it in the toilet. I used to just, you know, pull it out and then put it in the trash. And then I saw someone throw it in the toilet one time and I thought, that seems so handy. Why have I not been doing that? But now I know why I haven't. Mm. Um, Yeah,
0: matches, hand wipes, everything. It was Matches. Oh, yeah, because so you got to light a match in in the bathroom, so nothing smells. Not right. that I ever poop. I don't poop.
1: Yeah. No, I don't. Or fart. I don't see you as a pooping <laughs> and a farting person.
0: But I know better, and I reformed, but we fought for years, for years. I'd be like, honey, the toilet stopped. I didn't do anything this time, I swear. And a lot of times, I really didn't do anything, but because I had done so much mm. leading up to it, that was the moment when it just is like, I'm done with
1: you. Right, yeah. Um, Sometimes toilets can be tricky because mm-hmm. it'll flush, but secretly, it's just waiting. Yeah, It's just waiting for the Q-tip that's going to, Ugh. Bring it all back. Um, okay, you said family <laughs> stuff is boring. Yeah. But like what kind of family stuff? Well, like, I mean,
0: when Kevin and I first got together, I was pretty much disowned from my family for dating him. And so... Because there were a- he
1: was older or because he wasn't Greek? Well,
0: gosh, there were a lot of dynamics at play. A, my dad was probably realizing I was having sex. I think that freaked him out. How um, old are you? 19. B... Yes, he wasn't Greek, so that was a good excuse. C, I was moving to California, and there was a lot of emotions around that. D, my brother and I were at odds, and this was like, oh, she finally did something wrong. Let's pounce on
1: this. And so there was, was a lot he of dynamics. Like the, the fuck up prior to that? He was a little
0: jelly, and yeah, he had been in his trouble for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when you grow up in school and everyone's like, you should be more like your sister. Like all the teachers were like, why weren't you like your sister? Your sister was great. And I think it just does a number on you. And not that he was not contributing. Everybody, would d- there was a reason they were saying that. It's because he was being a nightmare. Um, but uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> What's your relationship with him like now?
0: Uh, well, we finally mended everything when my mom got sick. So when my mom got sick, I flew home, and that was the first time I was really talking to him in years. And um, and then when I decided that she was going to get her care in California because I needed to be able to take care of her and I had the best of the best out here, um, he was like, well, I'm coming with. Meanwhile, Kevin and he had had massive, massive, unsurpassable issues mm-hmm and i remember even fighting with kevin from the hospital outside i was like it's not about you guys i don't care what went on i know it was awful i know it was heinous but it's about my mom right now and kevin was unbelievable he forgave him uh, literally for the unforgivable forgave him and um you know he apologized and that was it and i said now here's the deal Wait, who apologized my brother i said we're never going to agree on anything about what happened in the past. We're just never going to. So let's never discuss it again. And we move forward on a new path. And that's it. We don't bring up the old shit. We're just going to move on. And that's it. And I think that that was the best way to deal with it because it really was about my mom at that time. Mm -hmm. And it still is. And luckily, she's doing great. We just heard uh, two days ago from the doctors that uh, her last MRI that she just did, she does them every two months and you hold your breath every time. Yeah. And the tumor is still shrinking. Oh So good. we've been getting back to back shrinking reports. So with stage four brain cancer, like it's you know time to celebrate. So mm-hmm. she's coming up on two years, and we're just like beyond thrilled. I was at the nail salon getting these heinous nails done. You're, you have
1: <laughs> yellow nails that match your yellow shoes. It's No, no, no. I have
0: like like. Those nails, like the long ass acrylic pointy nails. I did them for Jimmy Kimmel the other night. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh and I'm like, this is why I don't have nails. These are a nightmare. But I was at the nail salon getting my nails done. And uh my mom called me. She's like, Maria, do you want to come to celebrate the good news? And I go, what, mom? And she told me. I was like, I'm so happy.
1: So That's so great. I, I'm, I just got to dig just a tiny bit. So answer if you want. Mm-hmm. I know you after announcing that we're not you're not going to mention it ever again. I'm like except for on my podcast. But yes. like what was the category of what they fighting was about? Um
0: oh gosh, yeah. I don't think I can talk about that. That's like the only thing I think that's ever been off limits and it's for my parents' sake. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I'll just say that he was young and stupid and um and yeah. I think that's the safest thing to do.
1: Okay. So one more family question. Mm -hmm. Then the fun cancer stuff. (laughs) yes. Because I was wondering, I was thinking about this when you were on your way over. Was it hard for you to forgive your parents and move past all the differences you had with them given that, you guys were like estranged for I don't know how long, but for my some dad time. and I
0: it was like a year and a half at least. Yeah, my mom and I still spoke through the whole time. But my dad and I Yeah, because he was so upset. And um, I had done everything his way my whole life. I was so obedient. And I was like, No, now it's my time. I'm gonna do the things that I want to do. I'm gonna go pursue this career. And I am going to date this guy. And I love him. And Um and I'm sorry he's not Greek, but um but I did it your way and you have to trust in the fact that you raised me well and I'm you know you did a good job and just now have faith that everything's gonna work out.
1: That take was that hard for you. It was brutal. Yeah, I'm thinking at nineteen I don't know if I would and I wouldn't have had the wherewithal to sort of take that stand.
0: It was the most brutal experience next to my mom getting brain cancer that i will ever have experienced in my life nothing will be worse because i was a daddy's girl Mm -hmm. and not a daddy's girl the way like these girls nowadays say it like i loved my i love not loved but i love my dad so much and because he was sick all of our lives like he has type 1 diabetes, but he had a very severe case where his blood sugar would drop so low he would go into comas Mm. and I'd have to revive him or my mom would. And it was very scary every day. Is he living? Is he dying? So I cherished my dad and his hugs and my time with him so much um, that to kind of set those boundaries with him was really, really hard because I was like, what if something happens while we're in this place? I was like, and I prayed every night, I'm like, please, dear God, do not let anything happen to him while we're in this rough spot because I'll never forgive myself. But I knew we had to do it. And, you know, when we came out the other side, everything's better. And he understands or he, you know, came mm-hmm. kind of to the understanding of, okay. She's all right. She's got a good head on her shoulders. And this guy is unbelievable. And he loves him more than me now. He says that. He goes, Maria, we love Kevin more than you. I'm like, okay, now you love your dog more than me and Kevin. Damn.
1: (laughs) If you had done what he wanted, what would that have looked like?
0: It would have looked like staying back in Boston, working for local news, marrying a Greek boy, and just being like the good Greek girl back in Boston. And... I didn't want that life. Not that that's a bad life. I had bigger aspirations and I wanted to do more and I loved Kevin and I knew he was the one the second I met him. But it's hard when someone's older Mm -hmm. and Kevin was 11 years older than me. Um, although I never thought it would be a problem because my parents had the same age difference and so many in our family had age differences. It was never foreign to me or weird. Now I mess with Kevin all the time. I'm like, do you remember when you took my childhood away from me <laughs> and I mess with him left and right? Now he gets so sensitive because now he's finally realizing as well how the age difference m- must have been for people, like mm-hmm. when we think of someone 19. But I was so much older and I was always wiser than my years.
1: My Uh mom was 19 when she met my dad, who was 35. Yeah. And I always grew up hearing that, like, oh, she was really mature for 19. But now I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. (laughs) How, and you know, same age as you, but like, how mature can you be at 19? Yeah.
0: And I was, I was. I remember when I first started like modeling and stuff, um, the modeling agency director would put me out for jobs where I was like, at least six years older than I was, mm-hmm. and people bought it. It was never like a question. Whatever I was doing, I was always more mature. Right, um, a lot easier for a girl than a guy.
1: So you say that you're not sure if you're going to go back to on air. Talk about that. I don't
0: know. I'm not. I'm not closed off to it. If the right thing came and um, and it felt right, then absolutely. But I'm not going to just do something to do something. Do you miss it? You know. I shot like a little YouTube video yesterday <laughs> and it was, you know, a little bit of hosting, a little personality ish. And I was like, damn, I was pretty good at this shit. <laughs> and so, um, I miss certain things. I'm, I, I, but I feel like I get it all every day on my show. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I love interviewing people and I love talking to people and I love learning and I'm getting to do that every day on my serious XM show and my podcast. And, um, and so I, I feel really full and happy, and I'm not miserable and working with toxic people and running ragged, and I feel like I have a more balanced, happier life. And so I love this feeling. And so anything that was going to come in would have to just make it even better.
1: I remember when I did your show, you left afterwards to go to your guitar lesson. Yes. Which I
0: can't play anymore right now with these freaking nails. Are you
1: going to get them removed? I
0: think after this, literally, um, I'm going to have them go shave them down because I tried to play guitar last night. you can't with those nails. And I was having to like diagonal fingers and Mm -hmm. do all kinds of weird things. I mean, this was just a fashion statement for this one thing I did. I'll never do them again. (laughs) But, um, and I, I don't know how people do anything with them. I can't even type an email. Mm-hmm. I can only voice text. That's it. Um, but I did take up guitar and it was during my recovery, my friend AJ came over and was teaching me and because he wanted to make our visit kind of fun and productive and he saw some natural ability and he said, you should really do this. And I was like, you know what? I've never had a hobby in my life. I'm going to do this. And I went and I started taking classes and a la Tony Robbins, like full immersion, I said, I'm going to do this three days a week. I'm going to devote two hours a week to this so that I don't have to have that obnoxious time frame of like I suck forever before I can even get kind of good and then you want to quit because you suck for so Mm -hmm. long. So I was accelerating much quicker than the person who's going to maybe take it once a week. And now I can can play Tom Petty Free Fallen and I can play Boulevard of Broken Dreams and Adele Rolling in the Deep and all these things. And it's so much fun i love it you play acoustic or electric electric That's, yeah.
1: what kind of car- guitar do you have
0: oh shit it's a cool one it's like a Les Les paul yeah that one i heard it's a good one right that
1: is yeah <laughs> also very heavy yeah is it heavy do you play I guitar mean, i do i used to be in a <gasps> band yeah no i mean way! i haven't played in years Allison, mm-hmm. we should start a band okay, we should, oh my god oh my god we should
0: who yes. else should we get well actually it's funny i have this secret idea for a band that Kevin and I have been mulling over. So now I know we have you too. Okay. I'll let you know about it. off. Please keep, mm-hmm. me, I keep, will keep me posted. You posted. Yeah. For me, like my new life, I, I, I keep wanting to say that, um, that after brain surgery, they did something. And now I'm like this whole new kooky person that just wants <laughs> to have fun. And I don't give a shit about anything else anymore. I mean, I give a shit about like right. good things, but, um, But yeah, it's funny. I've lost my mind a bit.
1: Yeah, talk more about that, because I feel like that's the plot of many movies. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Well... Like the person was, you know, all work before and then they have a, some kind of scare or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe they just get struck by lightning. Who knows? Yeah. And then they're totally different afterwards and suddenly they're able to be in the moment and they're able to remember the, who they love and what's important. And like, is that, is that how your experience has been? Yes. I just got the chills actually. Oh my God. Your skin's all wrinkly.
0: Yeah. Um, in an attractive way. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a girl. You're so cute. You're like, oh gosh, I don't want to offend her. Um, I, I think it's funny. So I've gone through so many different moments through my recovery. And at one point I would just kind of look at people and I'm like, Oh my God, they, they, they don't know. Like I have this secret that nobody knows and I'm like, they don't get it. Oh my God, this rat race is not worth one minute of what they're all going through. It's just madness. The, the, just like the craziness of it all, like the imbalance of it all. And And the, I don't know, there was just, and I'm still kind of figuring it out. But then I started listening to like Wayne Dyer and Esther Hicks and all these people. And I was like, oh, and Anita Morjani was on my show who wrote the book Dying to Be Me. And I'm like, oh, there's a whole group of people out there that also get this. And I need to shift the people that I'm surrounding myself with to those people because they're going to keep me in this place i don't want to go back to where i was and i know it's very easy to fall back in old ways and and lose out on this gift that god gave me that's why i said this brain tumor was a gift because it's completely changed my life and i've talked to people along the way i've given speeches all over the country this last year and they're like you know i had the same thing happen and i went back to my old ways and i'm like i friggin refuse I refuse to live that life. I was stressed. I was anxietyed. I was cranky. I was short. I was everything I never wanted to be. And, um, and I have so many tools. Like I feel like on my journey leading up to it, whether it was going to Tony Robbins seminars or reading some of these self-help books, my radio show I was really getting into all of that. And then my mom got sick and I really was embracing it more. I was being prepped for what was coming along the way. And now if things happen, I can shift pretty quickly and I can see the positive in it. And I understand how the universe kind of works and the laws of attraction. And I'm like, okay, I'm really angry about this situation, but I can stay in anger or I can think focus equals feeling and whatever I am vibrating as I'm going to attract so i have to shift all of this and realize that life is happening for me not to me and if life is happening for me not to me why is this happening okay so now i'm going to put all this other work into this situation and it's going to yield a better result okay now i'm good and and like i'll have these conversations with myself and not conversations with maria conversations <laughs> with myself um and and it's just better how
1: has this shift in you impacted your relationship with Kevin? Cause like I said before, mm-hmm. my, un- I, I have only seen like a piece of you guys. I don't, yeah. I know I don't, I don't obviously no, I don't think anyone knows the, the full extent of your relationship, but especially me. Um, but when we had talked on the podcast last time, it was kind of like, he was the one pushing you to like oh. do wrestling, do yes. this, do this, do this. And whereas you were more like, I would like to take a break sometimes. So, so how, yes. how, how did this impact you and he
0: yeah like I think I realized that I was going against my grain because I am just somebody who just wants to be happy I'm not this like people think that I'm this psycho driven super ambitious person and what they don't realize it's been Kevin pushing me behind Mm -hmm. the scenes and being like no no trust me you're gonna love this right he's he's your manager as well as your husband I mean without that real official title yeah um he wants me to realize all the dreams I never even knew I had. He's like an amazing, we call him the Hollywood career coach. We call him vitamin K. (laughs) So he knows me better than me in some ways too, where he knows that if I go out and wrestle with busted ribs and shattered feet, when I'm terrified, that I'm going to love it and remember that moment. And I'm so thankful he pushed me because I was terrified to do that. Um, He knows that uh, doing this radio show at Sirius XM is going to give me life. And I was like, I said no to it multiple times. Why? Because I didn't want to add anything more to my schedule. I was so allergic to like adding more on my play because I knew I was, I was revving at like 11 mm-hmm. every day. And I was like, no, I can't do anymore. And he goes, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And you're going to love it. And he was right. That was really what I loved. And so I think that I also was getting trapped in, dreams like i was trapped in this dream of what i wanted to be when i was younger which was like i wanted to be a you know uh, an entertainment well i didn't actually never wanted to be in entertainment news that just kind of happened i wanted to be a sports journalist mm-hmm. and sports reporter and um all kinds of things but there was a moment where i was like oh entertainment news this could be fun okay fine and i got the job at et and did it and it was amazing but like i think i had done it and so um I, I think that getting trapped in your dreams and not realizing you've grown and have new dreams um, is is scary. He has pushed me. <laughs> I think there was a moment in this where I was like, I, I wrote him a letter and I wrote my dad a letter and my mom a letter before surgery and I had my best friend give it to them while I was under. And I said, when I come out the other side, I'm going to live a completely different life and you guys all have to be okay with that. Dad, you may not have things to brag about anymore. You may not be able to go to the church and be like, oh, Maria's doing this and she's doing that and look at how amazing she is. I may never have anything more amazing to say <laughs> and that might have to be okay with you guys. Like if I just want to go like feed elephants in Africa after this, like that's maybe what I'm going to do. Um, it was uh, it was kind of like setting new boundaries and so Kevin has been uber respectful of me just wanting this pause. And I think he's seeing, he keeps joking, I got my 19-year-old girlfriend back because he sees how happy I am and he sees um, the growth and I'm taking time to study and learn other things and studying Einstein and the theory of relativity and physics and all this crazy shit. He's like, who are you? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm finding myself. I'm finding things that I'm interested in and I want to learn about kind of, ironically, the brain and the powers that we don't even realize we can access. And so there are so many other things that I wanna do. And yes, there are kooky things I wanna do. And a lot of people keep coming to me with different offers and I keep saying no to things that aren't right to me for mm-hmm. me. And then there are things that I really wanna do that I'm like, people are gonna think I've lost my friggin' mind, but that's, hey, everyone thought I lost my mind when I went to wrestle, so it's fine. <laughs>
1: yeah what are these cookie things um, yeah but like a lot
0: of people are like you need to write a book and I'm like just because I can doesn't mean I should I don't feel it right now like mm-hmm. yes I can I can write a book in two seconds I've done it and I've been a New York Times bestseller twice but I'm not doing anything until something screams at me and the would the old you have just yes. done it because oh yeah I, I, out of surgery I would have been writing I would have been writing mm-hmm And I'm like, no, I'm going to watch Glow and eat Snickers bars in bed and play cards with my best friend and do nothing.
1: Did you feel, (laughs) um, this may be an overreach, but did you feel like you were living a bit for other people before? Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. I think there was a little bit of everything. It was a little bit of, oh, this is easy and it's a lot of money. I should do it. I'd be stupid not to. Poor Greek girl from Medford, Mass. Why would I ever say no to that? That's dumb. That's just dumb. Um, and then your schedule just gets full. I had an interview with Wilmer, Wilmer Valderrama on my show the other day, and he was talking about that time he had to pivot too because he was doing too many things, and he didn't realize that when you're that stretched, you're not really doing those things that as well as you can be. And I think that was happening with me too. And, yeah, it just it – there's just too much. So,
1: So given that you are like – Admirably and enviably centered now, (laughs) (laughs) but you you made a comment before about Kevin feeling like, oh, this doesn't that doesn't work. Which one? I wish I could remember. It was before we started, but him him just feeling like oh positivity doesn't work. He gets jelly
0: because I'll
1: say things like. I want a jeep and like a jeep will show up at my door <laughs>
0: now, like for example like we wanted these scooters you know everyone's using those bird scooters mm-hmm. out in the world whatever. I just said yes even though I have no idea what you don't know out, what the bird gonna, scooters no, are but I'm gonna google hard when this is over holy shit they're amazing what they're, are they like, it's like the company's being evaluated like a billion dollars already something stupid like that wow so Kylie go, Jenner territory exactly <laughs> um so when you go to Venice Beach they have these electric scooters you can download the app and then you basically you get a scooter to ride so instead of getting in an uber for a half a mile you take a scooter you leave it wherever Uh, and then someone at night they pay people to come pick them up and collect them or whatever they're everywhere now and i was like these are so fun i want one long story short I said to Kevin, I go, I, I, I'm not buying these. These are so expensive. I found out they're like almost $1,000 each or something. I'm like, I'm not buying these. I'm going to find a company and maybe I'll like do something with them and I'm going to end up getting them for free. Watch. Don't so, you know, literally days after I said that, guess who got two scooters?
1: I'm going to guess it's you.
0: Me. And from my neighbor. <laughs>
1: It was our wedding gift. He goes, we never got you a wedding gift here. And I'm like, Steve, this is amazing. If only you knew I channeled this. I secretly told you to come buy me. So just
0: kidding.
1: Yeah. I, you don't know it, but I manipulated you into this somehow using the power of the universe. Yes,
0: exactly. So, I mean, it's kind of funny how things happen. But I have always believed in the power of visualization and I've seen it work. And I've been reading this book, Asking It Is Given by Esther Hicks. Have you read that? mm it's amazing.
1: I need it. I just finished a book, oh, so I need a new book. What's oh it God, called? It's Ask so and it is given. Ask
0: and it is given. And she talks about how the universe the universe wants to give you what you want. The only thing that stands beside, between that is your um, your blockage, mm-hmm. right? So your desire and your belief have to be completely in line for the universe to give you what you want. So it can come as fast as like a blink of an eye. Or not. And so if you desire, you know, a scooter, but you don't really believe it can happen, it's not coming. If you desire a scooter and you are like, oh yeah, I'm going to get one. <laughs> like, and, it, but like you can't trick your mind and you can't trick the universe. Right. So that's the thing you have to really, really believe it. Like I was talking to um, our coach for the Boston Celtics uh, the other day we were in um, in Vegas watching Summer League. And um, Coach Brad, I was like, I really believe that that our team did as well as they did because they 100% had like this crazy belief and desire and they all matched up. And that's why despite all the injuries, despite all the, you know, the obstacles, somehow this teeny little team that should never have made it, made it. And he was like, oh, 100%. And so I think... It's really a powerful thing. And so I've always believed it. I've always used it. Kevin, not so much. He's always called it like my foo-foo shit. Now he's starting to buy in. Um, <laughs> but it happens left and right. And I don't think I'm just lucky. I don't think I'm just lucky. So do you, sometimes I'm like, God loves me. <laughs> but
1: do you? And that's an interesting statement from someone who had a brain tumor, whose mom had a. I mean, you guys have. Thankfully, everything is looking really good. But mm-hmm. did did you did that did the feeling that God loves me did that waver at all through no. this through this experience? No,
0: no, because sorry, because I've seen everything I've asked for, and I don't mean the stupid material shit. Everything I asked for, the answer was always there. But I was aware and I was present. I wasn't in my crazy tornado of like stupidity life, like of just running around crazy. I would ask God, what do I do with my mom? They're telling me her tumor's growing. This was a year and a half ago. What do I do? And the next day, I'd be I, I remember in this situation I was researching on my computer, trying to figure out what I'm going to do. You can't even imagine when they tell you your, your tumor's growing and you have stage 4 brain cancer, that's usually your goodbye. Like mm-hmm. that's it. It it's like a freight train that just can't stop. And somehow, I stumbled upon the side effects of chemo. I'm like, hmm, never read these. Wow. And then I put it together and I go, the side effects of chemo pretty much mirror the symptoms of regrowth. Wow, that's a novel concept. And then I thought, well, when these doctors look at these MRIs, they can't tell you if it's really tumor or inflammation unless they go in and biopsy, right? Right. So I was like, well, why are we going to go under the assumption that she has regrowth when it could just be the side effects of chemo? She's been on chemo for a year or whatever it was at that time, uh, eight months or so. And so I said, oh, I know what we're going to do. We had pre-produced a backup plan at this holistic facility called Baja Medgate in Mexico, where because I was doing my radio show and because God loves me, Diamond Dallas Page WWE superstar came in, we were chatting. His wife happened to be there. She had breast cancer. She had gone to Baja Medgate, was like, you need to go there, connected me with all of them. And I was like, oh my God, th- we're going to go research this. And this is you know, what we're going to do. We got in the car that weekend, went and researched it. And I said, there may be a moment we need you guys. I'm glad I know what you guys offer here. So then I remembered in that moment, wow, we have Baja Medgate. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go detox her body. And as I'm saying this, I'm like, oh, thank you, God. I'm not the smart. This was not, this wasn't me. This was you giving me the answer. That's my interpretation of God talking to me. And I can't tell you, it's like a daily thing. The connection is so strong, and whatever I need, and when I need it. And now I think back, and it was always there it was my dad when he was sick. I'd be in, you know, a study class, and it was my seventh period. So, I would get this feeling that my dad was sick and I would run home and I would find him collapsed. And so God's always been there for me and always given me what I've needed. Sorry. And it's like such a beautiful thing. But when you're so busy, you can't hear shit sometimes. And I was running so ragged that I didn't hear a lot of stuff. And now I hear it Loud and clear and I'm I feel so lucky and that's why like even my dog Maximus, he's my everything. We were having a lot of robberies in the neighborhood and I was recovering. I was just a couple months in and I was it was hurting so bad. I was so stressed and scared and you know, you're laid up and you can't like I always pride myself on being tough, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't do anything to protect myself. If Kevin's not here, what am I gonna do? Is my eighteen-year-old Bichon gonna protect me? (laughs) So we went to the German Shepherd Rescue, West Side German Shepherd Rescue, and here comes Maximus, this massive shepherd. And when I met him, I hysterically lost it. Whole ride home, hysterically crying. And I realized, oh my God, God just lifted my ban on allergies. I was allergic to my last shepherd. I had to be on every inhaler, every allergy pill. I suffered for 16 years with him. I loved him to pieces. I never thought I was going to have a shepherd again. And somehow, all of a sudden, I have no allergies. He can kiss me. I mm-hmm. can hug him. We can cuddle, and he's going to be my protector. Like this is this is not like this just doesn't happen. This is literally God and the universe all like just giving me what I need in this moment. And I think that's available to everybody. But we have to believe and we have to tap into it.
1: Um, What do you do (sighs) to... (laughs) I usually have tissue at the table, but I don't right now. Well, Ian, um,
0: you know what's really hard with these friggin' nails? I can't reach my fingertips to dot dra- um dot my eyes. It's so hard because it's just like the tips of these crazy nails. <laughs> Let me get you a tissue.
1: <laughs> I'm good. I got it. I'm I'm good. You Thank sure? you. Yeah, I'm totally okay. good. So what do you do now in order to be able to hear what you feel like you couldn't hear before? Do you do you meditate? Mm-hmm. Do you pray? Do you go to church? What kind of things? All of
0: the above. Um, I was dealing with a a really stressful situation like two weeks ago and I was like, okay, I'm going to go to church. And I found this church, a a friend actually had suggested it when my mom got sick. Um, it's called St. Nectarios in West Covina. It's like a 45 minute ride and we love it there. We love the priest and St. Nectarios is the healing saint. And so it's just been my church. Now, do I go every Sunday? No. But um, but I was like, I need to go, and it was the first time I like actually had gone by myself. I drove by myself, went down there, and it just I felt so much better. And I prayed, and um, and so I pray, and I you know will go to church. Um, I meditate. I'll use there's a really great meditation on YouTube called the Soul Sink. Oh, I gotta find it. I love it. So it's like twenty minutes, and she guides you through it. And at the end, so sometimes I'm still thinking in the beginning. And I get kind of annoyed with myself because I'm like, stop. But by a certain point, now my head just feels like so calm and like 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 almost like like I'm high or something. And by the end, she's like, and now open your eyes. And I'm like, no, bitch, I don't want to open my eyes. This feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then headspace. So yes, I love headspace I like too. too. So headspace I'll use if I only have five or ten minutes. And so I'll do that. And I found myself, and this is like my favorite tip for people. What I used to do pre-tumor is I would be stressed about a situation and then I'd had more. I'm like, no, I got to do this. And I got to go to that. Ah, ah, ah. No, I don't have time to eat. I got to get gas. Ah, ah." And I'd rev higher and higher and higher. Mm -hmm. Now, when I catch myself revving, I'm like, oh no, we need to meditate. I'm going to stop. And even if I don't actually do the meditation, if I just go sit in my backyard and just breathe for 10 minutes and do nothing but stare at the, you know, the pool or something or a tree or something, I calm down, the The stress elevations go down, and then I feel better. And now I can operate from a better place rather than continuing to rev. And so that's been something that I've I've really worked on. And that's so it's so smart.
1: Helpful. Do you um, journal? Do you have a vision board? I know you have a quote wall. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. I have a quote wall. Um, I have, um, I have been journaling like my breakthroughs and thoughts in my phone. So, um, and I have those a lot and I like to go back and read them and remind myself of things. Um, and I don't want to forget in the journey where I have them like, like stickler, like I put the dates and the times and stuff like that. Um, in terms of a vision board, I kind of have one. So I tried to do one like maybe a month or so ago and I had nothing to put on it. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I'm like, there's nothing, nothing on there. I ha- I put a sticky note, mom's tumor keeps shrinking and um, some like teeny things like that, that just, but there was no like, I want to win an Emmy and mm-hmm. I want to be the most powerful woman in Hollywood and all the stupid shit that I would have had on there before. Right. And so I was like, "Is this a good or a bad thing? This is so weird." Um, what do you think? I think it's, I think it's a period of healing. I think it's a period of growth, and it's not about the goals right now. It's about just being. And so I don't think it's either really. Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, "Oh, this must be a good thing." And I'm like, "No, no, no. It's not. It's not that. <laughs> it's just, I still need time and." I'll know when I don't need the time anymore. Mm-hmm.
1: So can you talk a bit about when you realized that you had a tumor? Because that's mm-hmm. so crazy that you were going through this crazy experience with your mom, yeah. and then it and then you had one as well.
0: Yeah. So my mom got diagnosed late August and um first week of September she had her surgery.
1: What year was this? This was
0: twenty sixteen. And then by April 2016, they told us her tumor was growing. I checked her into the, oh, actually, okay, so that was April 2016. In January of 2016, my ear started hurting. I was having a lot of pain in my ear. I was like, weird. I'm like, 39, I have an ear infection? Or 38, yeah, 38 and an ear infection? This is so weird. And so it went away, and I'm like, oh, my God, my body totally healed itself, (laughs) right? So February rolls around, the ear pain's back.
1: Hmm. I'm like, what
0: the F? So I scheduled an appointment with the doctor. I went and saw this new doctor at UCLA. Had a physical. I hadn't had a physical in 80,000 years. (laughs) And uh, he checked my ears and he said, your ears are perfect. In fact, you're cleaning way too much. Like, you can lay off. What else are you feeling? And as I listed off my symptoms, I was like, well, I guess I'm getting headaches a lot. And it was like my first time to stop and think, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, oh, I am getting headaches. My vision's kind of getting a little blurry and weird at times, but then it gets better. But then it goes away, and then it comes back, and
1: okay. And well, then, when your vision got weird, what would happen?
0: Couldn't read prompter. Mm. And then I'm like, and my, I'm getting really dizzy. Like every day when I sit on the couch in between takes on E, and I get up, it takes me like a minute to like really get my head back straight so that I can actually walk. And I'm like, maybe I'm not hydrating enough. (laughs) Maybe I need some (laughs) coconut water. And so and he's like, yeah, maybe. And I go, yeah, my speech is slurring. I'm like, it's so weird. I've never had that happen before. Would Uh,
1: your speech slur when you were reading?
0: Teleprompter or even on the air on the radio. And I started joking. I was like, oh, guys, that's my stupid brain tumor. (sighs) No clue that I had a brain tumor. I on the air, have it on my radio show where I was like, guys, sorry, my stupid brain tumor. And I don't even know why I thought brain tumor for slurred speech, because it's not like I knew that was a symptom Mm -hmm. because my mom didn't have that symptom, but I I equated it with something like that. And so so as I said it to him, I go, oh my God. And he goes, what? And I said, I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but I think I have a brain tumor like my mom. And he's like, I don't think you're crazy. And I don't want to alarm you, but what you're telling me isn't, you know, feeling really good. Let's just get an MRI to rule it out. So then we heard from my doctor, my mom's doctor, her tumor was growing soon, like right after that.
1: Which and, you think ter- it turned out not to be growing, though, right?
0: Yeah. Well, we don't really know. Yeah. Right. It could have been. The- it could have been. And then yeah. with the detox, it got better. Anyway. So soon after I find out my mom's brain tumor is growing, so I was like, I told my assistant, keep pushing that MRI. We, don- I don't have time for this. I got to deal with my mom. She kept pushing it, kept pushing it. And then one day, late April, I think it was like April, late April, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, she was like, hey, you have that appointment for the MRI Friday night at 1030 or something like that. And I go, what? <laughs> How are they even open? She's like, yeah. they're open 24 hours. I was like, Ugh. And then I thought about it. I go, you know what? Fine. Let's just get it over with. And so when we went, I remember putting on the hospital gown to get the MRI. And I took a picture. And I'm like, fuck. This is when I become a patient. And I knew it. And so we went to Mexico that weekend. I checked my parents in, got them all settled in their little apartment. And the second I finished unpacking them, I get the call. And the doctor tells me, you have a brain tumor. And I'm like, you're kidding me. (laughs) And I'm just sitting on the floor quietly in the second bedroom so the, my parents didn't hear me. I'm mm. like, okay, what is it? Uh huh, uh huh. Okay, you think it's a meningioma? I'm writing all these notes down. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, okay. Thanks so much. Um, I'll contact my mom's neurologist. Hang up. I had to pee really bad. Run to the bathroom. Text my best friend. I'm like, holy shit, I have a brain tumor. But don't tell anybody. I haven't told Kevin yet. I'll call you when I'm done telling Kevin. She still hates me to this day for this text. <laughs> Kevin comes back from the convenience store. I'm like, we need to go outside right now. I go. I got bad news. And so we went out to the parking lot. Sat outside. And I'm like, I have a brain tumor. And he just like collapsed. And I started filming myself instantly because I wanted to remember how I handled it. And I wanted to remember every moment of it. And I document everything. I'm a psycho. I have hard drives like you wouldn't even believe in my house. <laughs> um, Thank God these things didn't exist earlier on in my <laughs> life or I would be a hoarder <laughs> for sure. And I remember calling Dr. Black's office and they're like, you're calling for your mom, right? And I go, nope, it's for me. And that was eight months later. So eight months after my mom, there I was in my doctor's office being like, hey, you see this mother-daughter tumor thing often? And He was like, nope. Was Is like, there a relation? No. But I am hearing a few, a few cases here and there of these random situations. So um, there's actually a little group that's forming. And in fact, um, just recently, I don't know if you saw in the news, I'm going to be in tune to this stuff, of course. Uh, there was a family in California where their their little girl was diagnosed with sti- stage four brain cancer. And then a week later, they found out their son has it too. And they're both like six and eight years old or something. I
1: think I did hear about this.
0: So I was trying to find them. I'm like, let me help. Let me help. And so <laughs> sit and sleep. The mattress company somehow connected me through Twitter. And I'm actually calling them after this. Um, I was like, I have two years knowledge on you guys. Let me come in and help and kind of give you everything that I have. Um, and see what we can do to make this journey a little easier.
1: Yeah, my, again, obviously I don't have any medical degree. My sort of layman's understanding of it is that maybe there are some genetic markers that they just don't know of yet that could, or some, something that could explain why it pops up in a family when it appears yeah. given, like, the understanding that they have at this point that it's not something that is hereditary. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I joke and I'm like, well, God, you know, God gave my mom this brain tumor and I didn't change my ways. So he threw another brick at us and said, <laughs> hey, yo, <laughs> wake up, <laughs> make some changes, people.
1: Um, Did you have to do chemo? No. So no. what stage was yours? Mine is
0: benign. Oh, Mine was benign. So they um, they he removed most of it. Um, he wants me to do some radiation, but I don't want to. So, um, there's a very small chance it'll grow back. Um, so I'm just gonna take my chances. And you're, "Mm, don't feel good about frying my brain. Thanks. Unless I absolutely had to, if I had cancer, like there, that would be different. I would do what I have to do, Mm -hmm. but I'm gonna take my chances.
1: So now how frequently do you have scans?
0: It depends. Sometimes I'm having symptoms and feelings and I get nervous. So I've had two or three, two since my surgery. So I had a year, it was a year, a couple weeks ago. And uh, so we're at 13 months now. So I had two since.
1: And how, what condition were you in after the surgery? Because I remember hearing stories about you and Kevin, like doing kind of rehab walks Mm -hmm. at the mall and and I remember seeing I you must have done an Instagram story. Yeah. Because I was like, walking. you are have a hat and a sunglasses and like you are very disguised. Yeah. But I bet you still got recognized.
0: Yeah. I um it was hard because it was my balance nerve that was affected too. So I had to use a walker for a long time um, because I didn't have my balance. And I mean it hurts. And it's hard. But um, I was really lucky. My best friend was with me through the whole thing. Of course, Kevin. And um, and so they made it a lot better. I wasn't like lonely. Like it's, it could be so lonely. Mm-hmm. Just if you're strapped in bed. You can't do much. I'll never forget when I could walk to Starbucks for the first time. It was such a big deal. And then we started mall walking because I needed to move. I needed to like, you know, Get better. And that was, it was too hot. It was this time last year. Mm-hmm. And so, um, at this time last year, probably even on this day, was when I started mall walking because it's like July 11th or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 12th. Yeah. If you look back at my Instagrams last year at this time, I was mall walking. And so, and I was holding on to Kevin because I had not have my balance for, I mean, gosh, I think I did Miss America in October. I was judging and I had to hold on to a soldier because I was still. And that was like my first time wearing heels and I was unsteady. Um, and sometimes still, like I have different symptoms and stuff. So it just is what it it's is. scary. Mm.
1: But, but thank God you're doing so well. Yeah. And take a moment mm-hmm. to tell you guys about Beach Body On Demand. Then we're coming back with more Maria. I don't know <laughs> why. I, it's not like someone's going to switch to another station in the middle of a podcast or yeah. something. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you go anywhere. Beachbody On Demand is an easy-to-use streaming service that gives you instant access to a wide variety of super effective workouts you can do from the comfort of your living room 24-7. Um, you guys might be familiar with uh, P90X or Insanity. My husband when he was my boyfriend, he had the P90X DVDs. And it's like this big, thick stack of DVDs. Back then, if you wanted to do it, you had to tote around a stack of DVDs and get a DVD player. Not anymore. Now it's a streaming service. It's amazing. There's so many different programs you can do. Um, and hundreds of effective workouts for all fitness levels, ranging from bodybuilding to weight training to cardio hit to yoga, even dance workouts. There's one called, uh, oh, I'm going to mess up the name. Jackie Johnson told me about it. It's country heat, country heat. That's what it is. It's these like amazing, pretty short country dance workouts. Super fun. Um, when I was pregnant last time, I did the uh, active maternity workout, which is super duper duper hard. I so I'm I'm currently pregnant. Early pregnancy.
0: Congrats. Thank
1: you. Too sick to do anything right now. However, once I hit my second <laughs> trimester, I'm getting back to active maternity with Autumn Calabrese. Uh And we'll see how long I can. These are, those are, they're hard workouts, but it's so convenient. Let's say you don't want to drive to the gym. Let's say you uh, are traveling you can do it in your hotel room. It's It'll change the way you work out. And that's why I really want you guys to try this service because it will change the way you work out. Right now, my listeners can get a special free trial membership when you text Allison to 303030. You'll get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts, the nutrition information and support, totally free. Just text Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, to 303030. That's Allison to 303030. Okay. Uh did you ever interview Trump or meet him? Mm-hmm. What was he like? He was always really nice
0: um, and fun. Yeah, I I always had a great relationship with him. He came to my birthday party. <laughs>
1: he did. Which one?
0: I think it was my thirty fifth. It was uh, when Obama was running. And I think Romney was running then and I remember like Derek Huff's dad, my dad, Trump, all of them were and Wayne Gretzky, I think, was there. I think they were all like powwowing. I think the party was crazy because there were so many celebrities there and up walks Trump with his like two security guards and it was like the whole party gasped. They're like, <gasps> I imagine what they would do now. Um, well, they'd gasp and maybe I don't know, maybe something else would happen. But <laughs> yeah. um but he was always he always had a really great relationship with the media. So it's ironic <laughs> that now yeah. it's the complete opposite. And um yeah, my parents, my dad, you know, loves him. <laughs> I think he loves him because he has pictures with him mm-hmm. and now he's the president. So he blew them up at our house in Connecticut. It's like almost life-size pictures. I'm like, guys, really? <laughs> so.
1: I remember I watched... Um David Letterman, the Netflix show where he interviewed Howard Stern, Mm -hmm. and they were both saying that he was like your dream guest. Who Trump? David Letterman? Or sorry, Howard Stern said that. Yeah, David Letterman was interviewing Howard Stern, and they were saying that back in the day. And my oh, that back in the day, Trump was their guest. Yes, uh,
0: like that they wanted
1: that he was a great guest because he was always on and entertaining and yeah of
0: course we used to have him on every day at extra and all the shows i was on Mm -hmm. like every day because he was he was just yeah he was he was great tv you know especially when he had the apprentice and everything it was like yeah he had a really good relationship with the press
1: did you see signs of this other side of him
0: no no in fact when he won the presidency and everyone was freaked out. I'm like, guys, chill. He's going to become presidential now. This was all like his shtick, and I think he's going to become very presidential. <laughs> like, everyone, calm down. What's done is done. And yeah, he he took a different turn, and he's. It's so crazy to think what how history is going to look back on this time. Um, you know, I think that it was really hard for him to have this difficult relationship with the press when he, he was used to being loved Mm -hmm. and now he was like a cornered rat, like, and he was hated. And I think that he kind of reverted to his, his, um, you know, strong offense instead of a weak defense kind of stuff. And then just was like, okay, I'm coming for you. And his, his base, his people really admired that about him. Like when that whole Mexican thing happened, he never apologized, And then he slingshotted forward and he ended up winning the presidency. Mm -hmm. So he saw the reward for being lowest common denominator,
1: perhaps. Yeah. Huh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay let's do just me or everyone first I want to tell you guys I'm on patreon patreon.com slash allisonrosen Rosen is where you go behind the scenes stuff there's different reward levels you can get bonus episodes you can get access to a live stream so much access to me you'll beg me to leave you alone oh my patreon.com slash Allison Rosen okay let's where you
0: really become her best friend that's
1: right that's right <laughs> I'll attend your graduation yes I'll walk you down the aisle You can come make me breakfast? I'll come make you breakfast. Yes. What do you eat for breakfast?
0: Uh, You know what I've been doing lately is poached eggs. I'll make you poached Mm. eggs. What's your Starbucks drink? Ooh, I've been doing uh, iced blonde cappuccino with foam.
1: Yum. Mm. Did you know that blonde has more caffeine than... The other kind. I believe you
0: because yeah. I was wired yesterday off of it, and
1: I had one today too. Because I, I always like the blonde roast, and Daniel, my husband, likes the really dark roast. And I think he thought that I was a wimp. And I was like, a oh, little do you know, this has a lot more caffeine. Yeah. All right, let's do just me everyone. <laughs> Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me? Or everyone. Okay. Jessica Lee says, leave the marshmallow pieces of Lucky Charms for the last bites. Hashtag just me or everyone. It's been a while since I've had Lucky Charms, but I agree that the marshmallow bits are the best.
0: I never had Lucky Charms. You've never had Lucky Charms? No, I grew up in a diabetic home. We never had sugar oh, cereals. Right.
1: And you've continued so, that? So, although... And now's the time for you to, yeah. like, go discover your cereal.
0: Yeah, but I... Ooh, it just sounds so... I'd rather have Sour Patch Kids. Um, <laughs> I, I... Yeah, like, grape nuts was, like, a big deal for oh. me. With lots of cinnamon. God, I love it. I...
1: You still like Mm, grape nuts? I
0: haven't had them in a long time. I don't eat cereal anymore. Although sometimes Kevin brings it to bed, and I like life cereal.
1: Oh yeah, that's pretty sweet. Grape nuts. I I stand by this. Grape nuts taste like gravel. They look like gravel. They feel like gravel. You gotta put some
0: cinnamon in there. It's amazing.
1: Do they ever soften up though? Yeah, but like
0: it's all about the crunch. They're
1: aggressively crunchy.
0: Yeah, but like wait an extra minute, and then like have the perfect crunch. All right, Jeff.
1: I'm sure we've talked about this before. Where are you on? Because we talked about it before because I'm passionate about how much I don't like grape nuts. Wow. Where are you on grape nuts? I bet you like them.
0: I, n- I haven't had them in a long time and I I had them as a kid and I wasn't crazy about them because they were too crunchy mm-hmm. and they weren't cereal-y enough. Although I was not allowed to eat sugary cereals at starting at a pretty young age. But somebody that I know who I won't name loved them and he was a person that I did not like and so it made me not like them. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Intrigue. Okay. Yeah. There's a I have a bad association. <laughs> Would I know this person that you don't like? No. Okay. Ooh. Um But I like that you won't mention it anyway, just in case this random person from I think your childhood might be listening. It's
0: well, not. I'm trying to go high high
1: road on grape nuts. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to drag grape nuts into my yeah. drama. Now you don't eat cereal. Do you avoid uh grains? Like do you avoid carbs? No, I just I'm not like
0: when I eat breakfast, I'm kind of thinking, like, what's the healthiest kind mm-hmm. of option? So I'm kind of usually like, okay, I'll do some eggs or some yogurt. Breakfast generally bores me, but...
1: Yeah, I'm not a big uh, breakfast person either. I make a lot of smoothies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maria, but not you, says, Every time I get cut off in traffic, I make sure to get a look at the driver if I pass them. And 99% of the time, I'm not surprised by how they look. <laughs> Someone did that to me today, and I did the same thing. <laughs> Did they look how you expected? I was like, of course he's an asshole. <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> I was
1: like, I wonder who this is. I'm like, and then you look. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to be a pretty timid driver in all respects. So I was always afraid to lock horns with any other driver. Oh, God. You were the off, timid driver. I was, you, that, you, oh I was that driver. You're the problem. <laughs> you got to drive a confidence <laughs> and then it's like all good. But so uh, if someone pissed me off, I would like just steal a glance at them. I wouldn't want to stare at them. Mm-hmm. But now I'm that person who's like, if we come to a stop, like, so hold me back. I want to get out of the car and yell. That happened once when I had, um, I had my son in the backseat. So I was being such a dick in traffic. And I really was, so, we were at stop and go and we were stopped and I was so so tempted to just get out of my car and like bang on his window and give him a piece of my mind. And I just thought, I, I'm crazy right now. Yeah, What am I, I'm going to yeah. leave my baby in the car while yeah. I get out. And but people I was will. going to. And yeah. they do.
0: I know. Yeah, no, I, um, I think people need to re-examine the road rage thing. And now I think in my like post-brain tumor situation, I'm just kind of like, we all get in accidents. Like my friend got into an accident the other day. This lady jumped out of her car and literally wanted to like decapitate him. <laughs> and yes, he was texting and driving. Something I've told him not to do forever now he's learned his lesson, I hope, but everyone's gonna make a mistake like just what why even have that energy? Why be so stressed out and angry? Just get the friggin license plate information, exchange mm-hmm. registration, and just be done with it like what what good is it gonna be?
1: yeah, in this particular <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> i hear I hear everything you're saying, but in this particular case, I was just trying to. I was at a. It was like traffic heading one direction. I was at a stop sign. They were all stopped. There was a pretty big space, so I was trying to pull out and get in, which was like a very standard. I do that. It's it's right on my street. I do this all the time. But the second I pulled out, he started honking at me and giving me the like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Arms. Yeah. yeah and he was so, saying, "Those are the people." Yes. Where you're like,
0: why? Just let people do their thing. Yeah. Nobody wants to make you let you do a turn.
1: Nobody wants. Everyone's just crazy. He was so out of line that. That's why I felt the need to be crazy to him, even though I didn't do anything. I only talked about it on my show. (laughs) Okay, Megan says, every time I see a sweet greens restaurant, in my head I sing, sweet greens are made of these. (laughs) I love that, like the eurythmics. Mm. Uh, I don't do that, but I have plenty of things that I do like that. Um, okay, Vanessa E says, how is there constantly laundry everywhere when I wear the same four things? Yes, I have the- How do I have a closet? How do I have like no room in my closet when I wear the same four things? I need to just purge. Yeah. I bet you're organized. You wrote a whole book about being organized. I am pretty organized.
0: There are different, like there are a few like secret pockets of disorganization, like my purses and mm. such. Um. But I'm pretty organized overall because it just, I, I can't, messiness makes me nuts. Like, I am so disgruntled and unfocused. And so, like, just recently I had this shoot at my house. So I had a, like those teeny little things that have added up that nobody else would maybe notice but me. I got to clean up and organize. So, today when I was waking up, I was like, oh. Ah. Oh, the, the clouds are parting. The sun was pouring through. The birds mm-hmm. were chirping. I was like, I
1: love it. <laughs> it makes such a big difference yeah. in my mood, and yet that doesn't motivate me to stay on top of stuff enough. Oh, yeah, what was the damn. shoot for?
0: Um, I was just doing a little YouTube video. So cool.
1: yeah, you mentioned that. Can mm-hmm. you say what it is? Or yeah, I'm just um, I'm gonna do a
0: few more things on YouTube. I haven't done anything, and so you know, between the show and everything, I was like, I, I talked with the YouTube people, and they're like, you got to do one of those introductory videos, and. So um, it was a kind of get to know you video. Oh, cool. Is yeah. it up yet? No, Pro- we just shot it yesterday. Mm-hmm. So
1: all right. Let me know when it's up. Mm-hmm. I will tweet that out. Thanks. I would like to see it. Um, question about the purse mess. Because mm-hmm. I'm not a person who changes purses all that often. Because when I do, I feel like I'm just spreading my clutter everywhere.
0: Yeah. So it's obnoxious because
1: the people I know who collect purses and change them a lot they i think clean out a person enti- they just like they have their stuff that goes in their purse it's probably all neatly organized uh-huh. and they just drop it into each purse when yeah. you change purses do you not take everything out no because that's I'm how going i would from be. big to small mm-hmm. i don't have a collection of purses
0: and <clears throat> i just kind of i have a fanny pack that i love and um my friend got me this for my birthday so it's kind of like you know okay the fanny pack doesn't match this matches so i'm a switch um, and then sometimes I just want to use my backpack and so then I'll throw things in my backpack and what I'm realizing is I lose everything doing this. <laughs> I lost a very expensive gift card to Frette. I mm. had to like fight to get them to give me my gift card regardless of me not having the physical gift card.
1: How did you do that? Because I <sighs> had misplaced a gift card. I, I had two gift cards and I misplaced both of them, and I went to the place and was tr- and I had like the receipt that sort of came mm-hmm. with it, and I was trying to get them to <gasps> with but, the receipt, they wouldn't do it. No, and then I found them, so fuck them. Wow. They didn't help me at all. Well, it was a layered
0: uh, attack, so first of all, I finally so I'd gotten the gift card in 2015 at Christmas. And my mom got diagnosed in August of 2016 when I was supposed to be finishing a bedroom renovation, a bathroom renovation, which is when I was going to go use the gift card. So mm-hmm. I was holding it. So then I, my mom got sick. Then I got my tumor. And uh, fast forward to now where I'm like, hey, I'm going to undo this little box. I'm going to pull out the little gift card. And next time I'm in Beverly Hills, I'm going to go use it. Mm-hmm. Somehow I lost it. And so it took many, many, many phone calls and much um, convincing to uh, go through credit cards of that time oh so they could find I had them go through the credit card receipts and they're like well listen we don't know if you used it I'm like I would not be working this hard (laughs) and brain tumor people don't lie (laughs) (laughs) I was like come on like and they honored it and they were very nice
1: good but you had to push them
0: yeah you gotta you gotta
1: fight for what's right right because there was a real reluctance on there because I was like it was given to me by this Mm -hmm. person this time of year but Mm -hmm. I did the thing is I had used some of it and I wasn't sure how much I had used oh well that's complicated yeah yeah thankfully i found but at least
0: you were honest about it Mm -hmm. yeah
1: honesty usually wins. they were not much help though uh by the way me saying fuck them i feel like is very antithetical to your whole like (laughs) centered way of being because when i was on your we talked about this the second time i did Mm -hmm. your show but when i was on your show the first time in the break we were talking about an actor and i was saying that i had asked him to come on my podcast and he had pet an actor who I felt like I'm look, I'm kinda of doing your favor by asking you to come on my podcast, like he's not he wasn't that well known then. And he passed, and so I had some sort of negative things to say mm-hmm. about that. And you were like, Look, you never know what's going on with someone. Yeah. You don't know what's going on in his life and it like instantly kind of showed me the error of my ways yeah thank you you're welcome well by the way a little tip for the gift card thing that I realized I
0: take pictures of them now
1: that is so smart
0: yeah so then they have the code and then they can look it up
1: so that's my little tip for everybody thank you Mm -hmm. uh jmos for a rose says when I notice someone in public especially away from home often think I'll never see them again for the rest of my life that's interesting I don't have that thought But I have a weird phenomenon happen when I'm traveling, I'll see someone who looks like someone from my past and it'll make, it'll remind me of someone I haven't seen in a long time. And then I'll keep seeing people that remind me of that person. And I wonder, am I really seeing like a bunch of people that look like this person or is my brain just, is it just that that person's on my mind and it's sort of like picking up a pattern?
0: Or are you connecting to another realm and you are seeing that person in another realm,
1: <laughs> or or that
0: <laughs> there are many realms right. going on at once that we don't even realize. I hadn't even
1: considered that realm. Mm-hmm. If that realm in in that realm, there was one day when I lived in New York where I was connecting with Diane Weist like forty five times in one day. Whoa! I kept seeing people that I didn't think yeah, it was her. was I knew it wasn't her, but there's there was something there. There was something Diane sure. Wiestian about the yep. my environment that 100%. day. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Uh. Lisa Lowry says, I add the cities I've traveled to on my weather app and check in every once in a while to see how it compares to home. I totally do this. Yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah especially when you live in shitty weather, you definitely are mm-hmm. going to be checking Cancun and such, but I do it too. Right. I keep them on there. I'm like, oh, I wonder.
1: <laughs> Rambling Kite says, I never know if I should use A or AN for an acronym that starts with a vowel sound, but the actual meaning of the acronym doesn't. For example... An NFL player versus a NFL player.
0: Oh, You say yeah. an. You say "am," Right? That's yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, I spoke Greek first. My vocabulary issues <laughs> or my... All that shit. I remember suffering through all of that because I'm like, oh, I'm Greek. I don't know this stuff, but I know what feels right. Mm-hmm. So I would always use my gut.
1: I have to ask you a, a professional voice person question. Mm-hmm. Um, when I why was I reading prompter? I can't remember. It might have been... So anyway, a newscaster in New York was giving me a teleprompter reading lesson, like Mm -hmm. a professional news person. And she taught me a a trick she had... And I've talked about this on the show. She taught me a trick that she had learned like from a voice coach, which is to speak with a low and like to speak in a more deep voice. Mm -hmm. And it was like you breathe in and then sort of speak while you're breathing out, which is like... And I remember she was saying it like, I'm speaking in a low with a low and open throat or like, and she has a very deep, deep authoritative Mm. in a pleasant way voice.
0: But that's not her normal voice.
1: I think it's an, I think it's a little deeper than her normal voice. And she had taught herself to speak in that manner. And I've noticed a lot of female news, news people have sort of a deep voice. Do you naturally have a voice that is as deep as it sounds right now?
0: Really funny that you say that, so when I watched Letterman and uh Howard Stern, I was watching it, and I was going to go see Howard and Beth that weekend in the Hamptons, and I was like wow when i when we cut back to his first videos and like you know his older stuff, his voice register was so much higher mm-hmm. and I'm like, I look back at my shit and I did too, and so we chatted about that i have can't remember right now what he said about it, but um. But I think it's a confidence thing. As you get more and more confident, your voice gets deeper and deeper. And as you're doing it more and more, because I never worked at it. I never, it just was what it was as it was. And then it just evolved. Mm -hmm. But if you listen to my stuff before, it was definitely a little higher.
1: Interesting. Something that I've become very attuned to in my own speaking is saying um and uh. And like. I say like all the time. You don't say um or uh, though. Really? I
0: don't think you do. Do you? I do. I say um. Okay. I I say um and like. I actually had a radio listener email me and say, you know, you're starting to sound like a valley girl and you're doing this and that. I'm like, ah, I want to kill myself. Aren't those comments (laughs) just the best? (laughs) You know, it hurts at first, but then if they do it from a loving place and they're kind about it, it's a great check, Mm -hmm. you know? So I say you know a lot too. Like, you know, and um.
1: Well, I was going to ask because you have been trained, right? I mean, I went to
0: Emerson College. I remember having a voice and articulation class.
1: What kind of stuff did they teach you?
0: I don't remember. I don't remember anything. And it wasn't because I was high or drunk, I promise. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> uh, that's it. I did get vocal cord nodules in the last few years and I had to hire a speech therapist to teach me how to scream, basically, and talk without affecting my vocal cords. Oh, interesting. How do you do it? So the nodules most of the time have to be surgically removed, but I am very disciplined. So I asked the doctor, I said, tell me what I need to do and I'll do it. So I had to omit coffee and spicy things and anything acidic. And I did, and I healed myself. But also I had to learn how to use my voice. And so... Her name was Noelle. And I remember being like, oh, this is never going to work. This is just a sham, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> She's amazing. The best. So basically, when you speak, you have to take a full breath. And that's where you speak from. But if you let everything out, and now I'm talking from here, I'm just talking from my throat. Right. Rather than from my diaphragm. And so that was the trick. So now when I'm at a sporting event, and I want to scream, I got to take a real deep breath. <sighs> go And it won't hurt my voice as much. I love that you had to learn how to scream as opposed to just not screaming. Well, that's where I was losing my voice a lot. Mm -hmm. It was like at the Super Bowl or a Celtics game. So now I know how to control my voice better and I know how to protect myself. Because I'll never forget when I was first getting my job at E!, the executive at the time, who didn't stay there for very long, unfortunately, for me, uh, because she was awesome. She said to me, is this voice thing going to be a problem? I'm like, nope. <laughs> what did she mean by that? Well, because I was losing my voice. Oh, oh, yeah. And so you can't hire someone for a right. big contract and you're going to be losing them right. here and there. So I had to work at that. Right. Maria Menunos. Allison Rosen. What's your middle name?
1: Constantinos. Maria Constantinos Menunos. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. And catching up and sharing your story. Thanks. This Tell is great. everyone where they can find you, what they should look out for, okay. et cetera.
0: I'm at Maria Menounos, me noun OS on all social media. Uh, thank you, Tiffany from kindergarten for teaching me how to spell my name easily. Me noun <laughs> OS, at Maria Menounos. And you can catch me on SiriusXM channel 109 weekdays at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And my podcast drops every Friday on Apple Podcasts. So you can catch me there, and of course, AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. If you love after shows, you can catch our after shows uh, for pretty much every TV show uh, at AfterBuzzTV.com.
1: How do you decide um, the content of the podcast? Given that you do so many shows during so the week,
0: for me, the podcast is for people's growth. In all areas. So if there's an interview with a celebrity where they gave us great nuggets that will help people in their lives, I'll put it in there. For the most part, it's like this week, I have Dr. Stephen Gundry on, I don't know when this will air, but... Monday. Okay. So this last podcast is Dr. Stephen Gundry, who wrote the book, The Plant Paradox. You need to read it right now because you're pregnant. He talks about in there, if you're eating a lot of chicken that your son, if you have a son, could end up with a small penis and a short attention span because the chickens are eating soybeans and corn oh, and right. they contain lectins. And if you're eating a lot of that, the lectins are super, super dangerous when you're pre- pregnant. You need to read this book immediately. Uh, so really, really mind-blowing diet things from him. And he's cured a lot of people from so many diseases from just with period. diet. small penis disease (laughs) small penis disease yeah so uh i have another friend who's pregnant i told her she was dying laughing she's like i was just eating chicken when you texted me this i'm like stop eating chicken (laughs) but uh but to me it's really important to help empower people to to learn these things and to be exposed to things that they're not because i didn't know about dr stephen gundry and i'm super aware of a lot of things and then also we had logan paul on the show oh and logan paul as we know was like the most hated man in america as he said quote Uh, But we got to see a whole other side to him. And so for me, that was interesting because I think that there's a theme of forgiveness there and we're pretty unforgiving people nowadays. And I think that we need to realize that everyone's capable, even you, even me, of making a mistake. And really, should we, should it just all be over because we made a stupid little mistake?
1: You're right. People are kind of uh, losing their careers left and right, it seems. Mm -hmm. So.
0: So that's. That's what I do with the podcast. I want people to have a little bit of fun. I want them to learn. I want them to take something away. I want it to kind of like be church. When you go to church and you have a great sermon from the priest and he gives you something you go home with and you're like, yes, that felt so good. It's my version of that.
1: (laughs) I love that. Yeah, Jeff, where do we find you? You can
0: find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Constantinos Fox (laughs) (laughs) and I'm on Twitter
1: Allison Constantinos Rosen Uh, follow me on Instagram at Allison Rosen and if you like what you're hearing subscribe iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen or wherever you get podcasts uh, comment review subscribe tell your friends and get my book Tropical Attire Encouraged and Other Phrases That Scare Me Maria Menounos inspired the title story (laughs) Uh, if you go to my website, AlisonRosen.com, there's an array of places to click. that will take you right to Amazon where you can get it available in all formats. Thank you again. Thank you. I love, I this always love so talking fun. to you. Thanks. Uh, listeners. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. I love you too. Hey, do you know about the Alison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go.
0: And Rosie
1: is your new best friend.